welcome to the Innovation Forum podcast for Friday 23rd September with me in Welsh. Coming up this week is an interview with Rahul Raj, co-CEO of Indian vegetable supplier Sasya Produce. The business specialises in high quality packaged products and has a vertically integrated supply chain. It was a real pleasure to hear more about the company's operations. That's to come, as is an update from Innovation Forum's Hannah Halmari on the flagship Sustainable Landscapes and Commodities Conference coming up in early November. First, though, is some sustainable business news. A new report from the International Energy Agency and the International Renewable Energy Agency concludes that the planet is not on track to decarbonise quickly enough. The Breakthrough Agenda Report 2022 assesses progress on emissions reduction in five key high-emitting sectors power, hydrogen, road transport, steel and agriculture. The report points out that global emissions need to have this decade to limit temperature rises to 1.5 Celsius, yet they are still rising. Serious collaboration at scale is necessary, and without international collaboration, the transition to net zero emissions could be delayed by decades. For the agriculture sector, the IEA and IREA call for immediate improved access to finance for smallholder farmers in developing countries through increasing the flows of public finance and leveraging private finance. The report says that current agricultural practices are depleting natural resources as well as contributing over a fifth of global emissions. The flows of finance are necessary to cut emissions and to increase productivity and resilience. Overall, farm emissions have increased 0.6% per year since the year 2000. The report calls for these to fall by around 20% by 2030 and for agricultural expansion to halt. Food waste remains a major problem, not least in the EU, where new research suggests 153 million tonnes of food are wasted every year, 15 million tonnes more than is imported into the bloc. In terms of wheat alone, the amount wasted in the EU is equivalent to around half of Ukraine's exports. Curing on-farm waste could make significant inroads into food price inflation, according to the research from the Feedback EU group. Some estimates put the proportion of EU food production that's wasted every year at 20%, worth 143 billion euros, and responsible for 6% or more of the region's greenhouse gas emissions. Fashion brand Primark is set to stop sourcing from Myanmar following an investigation by the Ethical Trade Initiative into human rights and business conduct in the country following 2021's military coup. The ETI has found evidence of forced labour in Myanmar's garment sector and has urged brands to cut ties with factories in the country. ETI also says that its typical business standards are not being met by the Myanmar garment sector, which means that human rights due diligence is not possible. Primark has undertaken to conduct what it calls a responsible exit from Myanmar, highlighting its consciousness of responsibility towards the workers whose livelihoods depend on employment at supplier factories. The world's biggest chocolate manufacturer, Barry Callable, says that it is on track to meet its target to be able to trace all the cocoa it directly sources by 2025, a key measure to prevent deforestation. So far, 60% of the cocoa in the company's direct supply chain is traceable to farm level. The traceability of Barry Calibo's indirect supply chain is something the company says it's working on. The new EU due diligence requirements are likely to require companies to show that all products, however sourced, do not impact protected forests. Kicking off Innovation Forum's Autumn Event Series is the Future of Plastics and Packaging Conference on the 11th and 12th of October in Amsterdam, with a focus this year on how business can build circular packaging solutions that deliver impact at scale. Among the expert speakers and panellists taking part will be senior representatives of Tetra Pak, Unilever, Mars Pet Care, Mattel and Britvic. Full details of how to join us are of course online. 
And Innovation Forum's flagship Sustainable Landscapes and Commodities Forum returns on the 1st and 2nd of November in Amsterdam. As ever, the agenda will have an emphasis on open, candid debate and discussion. And to find out more about the event and participants, earlier this week I caught up with Innovation Forum's Hannah Halmari. Welcome back to the podcast, Hannah. Thanks, Ian. Good to be back. So, why don't you give us a bit of information about how things are coming together for the conference on the 1st and 2nd of November. So, our flagship Sustainable Landscapes and Commodities Forum will be taking place in Amsterdam, as you said, beginning of November, and things are coming together really well. We're just in the last few stages of finalizing the agenda and our final speakers. We've got so many fantastic panelists and organizations involved, and I'm really looking forward to the discussions. Yeah, it's going to be a packed couple of days for sure. What should delegates expect then at the event? It's a two-day event, so it'll be filled with candid and progressive discussions on the key sustainability issues in commodity supply chains. And this year, we're really focusing on cross-commodity learning. So we'll have a range of industries and actors involved, so a chance to meet over 250 key stakeholders. And we'll be running a variety of session formats. So these range from main stage plenaries to the smaller breakout sessions, which take place in a more roundtable-style discussion. And then we're also running two hands-on workshops at the event. One is on smallholders and purpose-driven products. So we'll be looking at why have difficult suppliers in your supply chain. And then another one that's being hosted by WWF and IDH on attracting private investment for sustainable landscapes. We'll soon be sharing more information on both of those. Lots of change of pace across the two days, which I also think is very important for a good event. Any more new sessions or panellists that have come on board recently since we last spoke? Yeah, we've had a number of new panelists confirm their participation, which is great. Senior representatives from the likes of Unilever, Everland, PepsiCo, Better Cotton, Olam Food Ingredients, WWF, Wilmar, WBCSE, Bayer, JVS, Amazon Fund, and many, many more. Do make sure to go on the website and check out our full speakers list. Absolutely. Everything is updated, isn't it, online all the time. So, Hannah, how can our listeners get involved? We do have an early bird discount in place until next Friday, the 30th of September. You can register your place at the conference online. And if you book before this deadline next Friday, you'll save 200 euros on your pass. And we also have group booking discounts. So if you're booking for three or more passes, please do get in touch for the discount codes. And you can reach me with any questions at all on the event at hannah.holmari at innovationforum.co.uk. Thanks, Hannah. So the most important thing to remember is €200 off conference passes if you book before the end of September. All right, Hannah, looking forward to the event very much. It'll come around very soon, no doubt. But until then, thanks very much. Thanks, Ian. And I do hope that you can join us at one of the Amsterdam events in a few weeks' time. Coming up now are highlights of a conversation I had recently with Rahul Raj, co-CEO of Indian vertically integrated vegetable supplier Sasya Produce. Why don't you start us off by giving some background as to the vision behind Sasya Produce and, and what you guys do. The vision behind the Sasya Produce is to economically empower the small holding farmers at the grassroots level by providing the high value global markets access and also future-proofing the planet and the food by adopting the sustainable practices across the agriculture segment. So this is what we envision in the Sasya Produce. And what do you do precisely? So precisely, we are working with 150 farmers by empowering them with good agricultural practices and also 
to obtain the global standard certification so that the produce can be exported to the high value international markets and get the high premium returns for the farmers so what is the company's history sasya started two and a half years ago we are coming from agricultural background and we have witnessed how the existing supply chain are failing across the country we have successfully enrolled 150 farmers across south india and we have strategically partnered with other stakeholders and built the right team with diversified background and also we have successfully obtained the global standard certifications and we have also sent few of the sample shipments to the uk buyers and also we made good connections with the retailers across the uk and we are about to do the business with them so how then has the business grown you say you've been around for two and a half years what's been the sort of growth pattern of the business over those two years or two and a half years yes the growth pattern of the two and a half years is mainly building the supply chain especially in the upstream level where uh, enrolling with the farmers is very important and these things were sorted out in a way that we have selected the small holding farmers precisely in the strategical locations as well these are the things which took around one one and a half year to build the right farmer partnerships another one year it's more of building the connections across the premium markets and the buyers these are the things what we have done from past two and a half years just very briefly can you tell us what products are you selling into markets such as the uk we have a different ranges of hot peppers chilies they are bird's eye chili scotch bannock naga thin chilies finger chilies and also we have got okras and baby corn as well future in coming years we wanted to increase some of the sku's you're talking about transforming agricultural supply chains to a greater lesser extent what do you think from your perspective in india what are the keys to agriculture supply chain transformation there are two key things that we can look into the agriculture supply chain in india that is one is strategic partnership for the goals and second one is implementing the affordable technology to optimize the supply chains so these are the two things which is required for indian context from a farmer's perspective do you think that they're ready to face the challenges no not anymore they have already are in a bad shape and the average indian farmers earnings per month is less than 80 pounds which is like so much harsh to listen and also it's in a bad shape we need to look into this very seriously and that is where the sasya produce is to empower them economically for their sustainable livelihoods so what then if the farmers are not ready what help do they need to be able to meet the challenges to meet these challenges indian farmers need to adopt good agricultural practices and we need to look for the better global quality produce so these are the key things which farmers should adopt where we get the premium prices across the globe farm livelihoods clearly a major concern we've just discussed that in practice how do you think that farm livelihoods can be improved without land conversion without the deforestation and ecosystem destruction that has been such a problem as i i already told you about the good agricultural practices when we implement in the right way and when we look agriculture as a holistic way automatically these things will improve especially the 40% of the indian soil is already been degraded 
and by adopting the right practices the degradation level will improve and we can also see the carbon improvement in the soil as well so these are the things where we need to look into the things and take it forward thinking of looking forward then what will the food supply chains of the future look like do you think food food for the future supply chain will be more of transparent and also we can witness the shortens and small supply chains happening and quality will become a prime focus for the consumers these are the two things what the future supply chain will look like here in india and where do you want sasia produce to be in 5 years time so we are like looking to impact 20000 farmers for the sustainable livelihoods for next 5 years we wanted to see them to adopt right practices and also look into the land perspective and encouraging them to adopt the good agricultural practices so yeah we are looking to impact 20000 farmers in next 5 years and how are you going to do that you're currently impacting hundreds of farmers how are you going to get to 2000s when it comes to the numbers we have a supply chain programs across india with the different clusters and we are already approaching farmers and it's more of demand driven we are more focusing on business development to get more business so that we would expand pan india and to reach 20000 farmers this will be helpful okay well it's going to be very interesting to see how you do that and your progress and hope perhaps we can talk again in a few years time and you can explain how you've managed to get to be involved with many many more farmers but thank you for now mr rahul raj from sasya produce to explain how you're starting out on your journey in india thank you very much indeed thank you mr riyan it was a nice conversation love to hear more from you As ever, the Innovation Forum website is the place to go for all the latest analysis and interviews. If you've not had a chance to check out the latest op-ed from Malin Baker, this time reflecting on lessons learned from the recent challenges faced by the apparel sector's Higg Index labelling scheme, it's well worth a read. And don't forget that if you want to join either the Plastics and Packaging or the Sustainable Landscapes and Quantities Conference in Amsterdam this autumn, everything you need to know about these is available online, including details of the €200 Euro discount if you register for the Landscapes and Quantities Conference before the end of the month. But that's it for now. I've been Ian Welsh, and until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.